Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we will face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. Today, I want to talk about boundaries. The inability of people in recovery to establish and set healthy boundaries is one of the biggest struggles I see with people when they're building their new lives. In fact, this is the method I see most people trying to set boundaries, which is exactly what I did for the first many years I was sober. If someone does something that upsets us, we react negatively to it with maybe anger, sadness, storming out of the room, passive aggressiveness, or whatever your preferred method is to show that you're pissed off. Then we assume they know what they did, why it pissed us off, why they shouldn't do it anymore, and that we made ourselves clear. Then the person does it again, and we repeat the cycle only to get more and more upset each time. So how do we establish healthy boundaries? How do we communicate them with others? What should we do when people don't respect the boundaries we set? And how do we make sure that we are also respecting other people's boundaries? Well, that is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. the first problem most people have when it comes to setting boundaries is that we haven't even clearly defined what our boundaries are. Many of us, when we get sober, are trying to step out of a very toxic life that we have been living in. For many of us, not only in our lives within addiction, but going back to our childhood. So the first step is defining what your boundaries are and setting those boundaries with yourself. This requires some deep looking into our own self. What are you not willing to tolerate anymore? How do you expect to be treated? How should people talk to you? And once we realize those, how do we actually communicate them? I find a lot of people, even after realizing what they want to accept and not accept in their lives, are still unable to communicate them with the people in their lives. When I ask more about it, these are some of the biggest challenges I found people have had. They feel like they're demanding how someone else acts. This is one of the biggest misconceptions about setting boundaries. Your boundary is not a demand that someone changes or acts differently. You are not telling them they are wrong. You are simply stating your values and asking them to respect that. For example, I don't talk politics. It is something that I've found in my life does not add value and mostly brings up negative emotions. So I just have chosen to remove political debates from my life. When I first decided that, I had to voice this to some of my friends I may have had heated political debates with in the past. I'm not telling them they are wrong for being passionate about their political beliefs or that they should also stop talking about politics. I'm simply telling them that I no longer want to engage in those conversations myself. Here are the thing about values. Most people establish their values and then try to get people around them to believe in their values and act the way that they do. When you do that, That is when you're being demanding. However, when you're establishing healthy boundaries, you're not demanding that they change. You're simply stating your values and what you'll accept and not accept. So back to the political debate boundary I set, and I will show you examples of each. I have one particular friend that I know is very into politics. We have debated our different political beliefs several times in the past. When I first decided I no longer want to talk politics, 
The first time that it was brought into conversation, I simply stated, I decided that talking politics was only causing me frustration and anger, and that for me, it is better to not talk politics. So moving forward, I do not want to have political debates. I'm not telling him to stop being passionate about politics. I'm simply telling him that when we hang out, we need to find other things to talk about. Now, when I go to a barbecue at his house and he is around many of his other friends who also love to talk politics, I don't go up to him when he is having a conversation with one of his friends and tell him that he needs to stop talking about politics. This is where I'd be crossing the line into being demanding. This would be me telling other people to change their beliefs and values because I am in the room. Now, if the environment of being around other people talking about their political beliefs upset me, it is up to me to choose whether or not I put myself in that environment, rather than demanding the environment around me to change because I have changed. You'll see this a lot with people in early sobriety. They are perfectly fine with the abundance of alcohol available and the overall acceptance of alcohol as part of a society until they quit drinking. Once they decide they no longer want alcohol to be a part of their life, they start complaining about everything wrong with the society that glorifies alcohol. Basically, they want all of society to change because they decided to change. If your beliefs and values are strong enough, you don't have to demand other people believe the same things as you. The fact that you believe in something would be strong enough that you don't need other people's validation. So back to the barbecue example. I am strong in my belief that talking politics for me is not healthy. I don't need everyone in that room to also stop talking about politics to validate that. Their circumstances are different, and even the ones that I could clearly tell would also be happier if they stopped debating them, it is still their choice, their values, and their beliefs. So I let them set their own rules for their own life. Now, in that situation, if someone one-on-one comes up to me and asks me about my thoughts on a political matter, I'll just let them know nicely. I don't get into political conversations these days. If they insist with a comment like, really, you don't care about what's going on in this country? I simply restate my boundary and say something like, seriously, talking about politics is just not my thing. So this part took practice as my desire for people to agree with my stance was strong. When he said, I don't care about what's going on in this country, my initial reaction was to tell him, I do care what's going on. I have my own personal beliefs, and I simply don't want to talk about them. Now, what happens if I say that? I'm opening the conversation up to debate, which is what I'm trying to remove from my life. You do not need to defend or justify your boundaries to everybody. If you're making a major life change that will affect your family and friends, then I definitely encourage stating your feelings around them so that the other person knows how it makes you feel. Now let's bring this back to alcohol. Let's say when you first get sober, you decide that you do not want to be around alcohol, but you also have a friend that you regularly meet on Saturdays for lunch and some drinks. In this situation, I would just let them know, hey, I've recently realized that I need to quit drinking and right now being around alcohol is really hard for me. I would still love to continue our lunches since I love spending time with you, but right now, I would need you not to drink while we're having lunch. I know that you love your Saturday afternoon cocktails, so I completely understand if that doesn't work for you, but for right now, this is what I need to do. And then you give them the choice of what they want to do. This brings up the biggest fear I see around setting boundaries, that people are going to reject you and no longer going to want to continue the relationship. I would love to tell you that this isn't going to happen, but it will at times. This is where it is important to be strong in your values. If they tell you that they won't stop drinking around you during this period of your life, 
That is the same type of person that will likely also try to push your next boundary and say, oh, come on, one drink won't hurt you, right? So although this initially looks like a loss, if your friend no longer wants to have lunch with you, if they can't drink, you're actually taking a further step towards the life you want. You're prioritizing what is best for you over people that are willing to jeopardize that by prioritizing their desires over yours. This is why it's important to not waver on your boundaries. In the previous example, if your friend agrees to have lunch with you, and during the lunch at some point says, oh man, I really want a drink. Are you sure it's okay that I don't just have one? And you give in and say it's okay. Then they know that they could push what they want onto you. Once you allow someone to cross one boundary, you're telling them it is okay and they will continue to try to push your boundaries as far as you will let them. So what do we do when people cross boundaries that we clearly set? We must reestablish that boundary and clearly communicate that this is not negotiable. If they continue to cross it, then we have to take a deep look at the relationship. If it is a boundary that has to do with breaking a habit, I usually allow more time for habits to be broken. Usually I'll give a gentle reminder, but if at some point I realize they are simply just ignoring my wishes, then I have to have another conversation with them about why this is important to me. However, if it is a clearly set boundary where someone makes a conscious choice to cross it, I know this is a sign that the other person simply does not respect my boundaries. And the moment that someone knowingly crosses a boundary you have clearly set, it shows the lack of respect that they have for you. And you need to look at whether you want someone who does not value and respect you in your life. So what actual steps do we take to set and maintain boundaries? The first is to get in touch with our values. Often, when we're stepping out of a world of addiction, there are many things that we're okay with yesterday that we're no longer okay with today. Many of us have been in that world so long, we may not even know what our new values might be. I think the best starting point is determining the type of person you want to be. This is where having a clear understanding of your why for getting sober is so important. Once you know why you want to change, it is easier to identify the type of person you want to change into, the way that person would live, and then create values based on the new person you're wanting to grow into. For example, let's say your why is to become the parent that your children deserve, and you know that your addictions in the past have limited your ability to be that person. You're getting sober, so you can become that person. Now, if you're in the stage of your recovery where even being around alcohol causes huge temptation and maybe even have led to relapses in the past, then intentionally putting yourself into a position that might risk relapse would be the opposite of becoming that person. So your why is becoming the parent your children deserve. Your value is that you won't put yourself in situations that will jeopardize that. So when you have that discussion with your friend about lunch, your boundary is based on that why and the new value that you've established that is aligned with it. If they basically give you an ultimatum, then you're not abandoning your friendship. You're prioritizing the relationship with your children that you're trying to repair. It matches your new values. It is perfectly aligned with your why of being the parent your children deserve. That is exactly how the type of person you're pushing to become would act. So it is exactly how you should act. And this is the step where you need to set clear boundaries with yourself. What kind of behavior is acceptable for the new you? Most people that relapse blame the final event for the relapse. But if we walk it back, we'll almost always see that the ball got rolling by not having clear boundaries within ourselves. I have seen countless people get sober, get out of a toxic relationship, get back with their ex, 
have the relationship blow up again, drink, and then blame their ex since the way that they treat them caused them so much pain that a drink seemed like the only way to take away that pain. However, if that same person had clear boundaries with themselves about the way they will allow others to treat them, then they would have not even entertained the idea of getting back into a toxic relationship in the first place. They would have known that the reasons for getting sober are more important than the uncomfortableness of being alone at the moment and that the person they want to become would not put themselves knowingly in a position to get hurt again. That is why it's so important to have a solid why. It is our anchor. If you see a boat that is anchored, it doesn't mean that the boat doesn't get rocked a little bit by a storm. It doesn't mean that it doesn't get pulled away from the anchor point sometimes, but it does mean that it won't stray too far and will always be able to return to that anchor point. So now that we have an idea of our values and boundaries, it is about communicating them to others. When setting boundaries, it is important to communicate them clearly and assertively. Be honest and direct about what you need and what you are willing to tolerate. Don't assume they know. Don't generalize what you want. Be clear, concise, and unwavering. Once you have established your boundaries, it is important to be consistent in enforcing them. This can help build trust and establish a sense of respect in your relationships. You must value other people's boundaries also. This is about establishing healthy relationships, and if you're setting boundaries and not respecting others, this is just demanding others act how you want them to. It isn't about having the same values, but simply respecting each other's values. Now, there will be instances where values and boundaries are so distinctly different that they are going to clash with each other. In that instance, you may have to reevaluate that relationship. When doing this, remember what is most important to you in your journey. And lastly, remember that your values are going to change as you grow, so your boundaries will shift also. Give yourself permission to change what is acceptable to you. This is not an invitation to justify changing your boundaries when things get uncomfortable, just allowing them to change while you continue to grow. I know this can be scary and that we will worry that we will lose relationships in the process, but creating and maintaining boundaries is crucial for our well-being and our health of our relationships. By identifying our values and needs, communicating our boundaries clearly and assertively, and being consistent in enforcing them, we can establish healthy boundaries and deepen our connections with others. I hope you have found this episode helpful. If you have, all I ask is that you share it with one other person that you think it will also help. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy.